On a fall day 13 years ago, police in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire were following a tip from a wellness check. What they found was the body of a woman. Police say she was killed in her apartment, but to this day, not a single arrest has been made. You are listening to Gone Cold, New Hampshire. I am Tommy Doe, and this is The City Never Sleeps. On October 11th, 2010, Lynn Brennan, a 53-year-old recently divorced mother of three, was found dead in her apartment. To this day, 13 years later, police say she was killed but have been unable to give any information regarding who was involved or how it happened. They would go on to say that there seemed to be no signs of forced entry. Later, they said she had not been seen for more than a week, since October 4th. Lynn lived in Manchester, New Hampshire, on North River Road, right in the middle of the city. She was recently divorced and had been living alone in an apartment, spending a lot of time working on herself and spending time with friends and family. But on October 11th, police were called to do a condition check on the resident of the home. When the police arrived, they would find Lynn on the floor. After the autopsy and beginning stages of the investigation, her death was found to be a homicide. Meaning she did not die of natural causes. Investigators would say she was killed well before she was found. The timeline is not truly clear, but police insinuated that she died a few days before she was originally found. Before this discovery by police, she was last seen at Bunny's Superette on October 4th around 3.30 p.m. Bunny is a well-known convenience store in Manchester. As a side note, it is known for its good luck when it comes to winning the lottery. Lynn was said to be an extremely kind woman, who was always smiling and always saying hi. Her sister told a local news station, and quote, My sister was so pretty, so friendly, it makes it easier for people to remember her. From any source you take your information from, Lynn was beloved by all she encountered and made sure to leave her mark on everyone who crossed her path. In the 1970s, she had been a teen model, starring on the cover of American Girl and many other magazines. She would end up getting married to her husband, John Brennan, and over the years gave birth to her sons Jason, Drew, and Clay. They originally lived in Hudson, New Hampshire at the beginning of their family's time together, but would later move to Manchester during their almost 30-year marriage. Sadly, this would come to an end when the couple decided to divorce and go their separate ways. Lynn would end up deciding to move to an apartment in Manchester by herself. She was said to have really enjoyed the environment and was beginning to feel happy there. This was great news for her sister, Lisa Post, who said her sister Lynn was trying to make a new life for herself. She had feared that Lynn had suffered from an abusive relationship and hoped to see her come to terms with her past and move on in a positive light without any blame on herself. In the time she did live there, she became very well liked, being seen many times at Bunny's Supra and being described as a nice person who always greeted whoever she met with a smile. Things had been seeming to be getting off to as good a start as ever expected. That was until October 11, 2010. The day police were asked by a friend of hers to do a condition and check on Lynn, due to her not being seen since the afternoon of October 4th. To the officer's surprise, they would find 53-year-old Lynn Brennan laying across the floor, deceased. They would go on to say that her body was in somewhat of a state of decomposition. Although no information since that fateful day she was discovered has been released on the way she died, it will later be concluded that her death was a homicide. This came as a surprise to all those close to her and in her community. The biggest question from her loved ones was why. Being described as a loving and caring person with nothing but good in her heart that she shared with everyone. Since, they have been living in a nightmare with no signs of waking up, with still to this day having none of their questions answered on what truly happened and what she ever did to deserve such a horrific ending to her life. 
Over the next decade, little information would be released by police or investigators regarding the situation. Her sister, Lisa Post, and other family members for years have been looking for any possible answers, speaking to local news outlets and asking all those viewing with any information to help them find out what happened to Lynn. Despite many of the advances that have been made in technology regarding solving these types of crimes, little to nothing has helped them come to any conclusion about what happened to Lynn. Her sister would later say, It's unbearable sometimes, and you know, as the years go by, you try to find a way to cope with it and live with it, but it's always there, ever-present. End of quote. Showing the pain and panic that all of those with connections to Lynn feel on a constant basis. After finding out all this, I was able to get some answers to questions I had from Ben Agati, the Senior Assistant Attorney General of the New Hampshire Department of Justice, regarding these cases important to the cold case unit who has been working on the case for years now. He would first say that even though they wish they could learn something new about every case every day, that not every case is getting worked on every single day. This is understandable, though. Despite not being the largest state, it does have many cases being looked at by the cold case unit, some for more than 50 years. However, Agati didn't have a lot to say about the process of these cases and how quickly things can change. But is there something that's changed, something that's new, something that hasn't been thought of before, but could be done now? He would then go on to say that a lot of these changes in cases can be due to changes in those lives who were involved in what happened. New information comes in when a relationship has changed, that the relationship today is not the same as what it was back then. Maybe it's technical or they see it's a family relationship and they know that that family has since broken apart or that, uh, you know, a couple other ones we've had where um, a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, has gone away and now they're ready to talk about what she or he did. After hearing this, I felt there could be a connection with the Lynn case. Maybe she had a relationship with the person who had done this to her and this could help the cold case unit find something. However, Although police would, of course, work this case until they found the culprit, after almost 13 years, the chance of finding the person who would be held accountable began to get slimmer and slimmer every single day. And despite being so long ago, the investigators need to be able to pinpoint the culprit with 100% concrete evidence. The prosecutor's worst nightmare is that we've convicted somebody who's innocent. That We do not want that in any way, shape, or form. Making it extremely clear that despite their hopes of catching the person who did it, without information that would lead to the exact person, there's not much they can do. Eventually, this long taxing search for their loved one can become extremely difficult to withstand for years. Joelle Donnelly Wiggins works with Agati and is his victim and family advocate for the New Hampshire Attorney General's Office. We're just a constant reminder of their pain. So we have to be respectful of that. I found this to be quite profound it must be extremely difficult to work with people in the most difficult parts of their lives, the pursuit to go on every day, searching for answers, since October 11th, 2010. The terribly inconvenient situation in a case like this is what comes next. Despite all obstacles in the way, investigators have never stopped looking for Lynn Brennan's killer, and they are open to receiving any information that could lead them to who did this. No information has been released about the case regarding what happened. However, Lynn's loved ones and the cold case unit are still working every day to find any answers possible. If you or anyone you know has information that could lead to the identifying or capturing for who is responsible for Lynn's death, please contact the Manchester Police Department at 603-668-8711 or the New Hampshire Department of Justice cold case unit at 603-271-2663.
Thank you to the New Hampshire Cold Case Unit for contributing information for this story. Music in this episode was provided by Blue Dot Sessions. On the next episode of Gone Cold New Hampshire, the story of Denise Bowden, a 23-year-old who disappeared in 1981 around Thanksgiving. She was last seen with a man who would later be known as a notorious serial killer.